Welcome to Garfield Memorial Church. We are one church in three locations, Pepper Pike, Ohio, South Euclid, Ohio, and Liberia, Africa. Together, we seek to widen the circle through our core values of diversity, safety, authenticity, growth, and forgiveness. To learn more about Garfield Memorial Church, visit our website at garfieldchurch.org. And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday morning Mosaic worship service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. Excited to be here with you today. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Pastor Stephen, one of the pastors here at this awesome and fantastic church. I'm glad to be a part of wouldn't trade you for anything, well, maybe something, I'm kidding, but anything. Uh, so today, let's just jump into the word. Uh, today, uh, of course, we are in a series, uh, Jesus didn't say, attend me. He didn't say, attend me. Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He told Matthew, Matthew was sitting there playing the shell game, probably not, that's just my interpretation. Matthew's collecting taxes. Jesus walks by, he says, follow me. And Matthew, the first time he didn't, Jesus came back by and found Matthew again and said, follow me. Matthew like, I don't know what it is about this cat, but I'm going to follow him, right? Jesus ran into Peter and those guys. They were fishermen. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And so the great call of Christ to the world is to follow me. Now, what I'm going to be ministering on today is uh, the followers uh, uh, well, that's, that's not mine. That's Pastor Scott Blevins. That don't, that don't belong to me. That, thank you. Y'all play too much back there. Don't make me come back there. Okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, so my topic is the community that follows Christ, the community that follows Christ. And today is going to be one of, those, one of those messages that really we're, we're doing two things. Uh, as the believers, uh, as the Lord's church, I believe the church is going through a wonderful, quite painful, but wonderful reformation. It's a reformation of, of sorts. And, and during this reformation, we are being forced uh, to, to rethink some things and to consider whether or not our definition of the church is his definition of the church. Is our definition of the church his definition of the church? Do we believe the church? Do we conceive the church to be what Christ uh, said it was? So that's part of it. We have to start there. Uh, uh, and, and then if we find out that maybe we're out of alignment in some areas, what do we do uh, to bring ourselves back into alignment? Hence our text. So let me talk about the text a little bit. Our text says, uh, therefore, be imitators of God. King James Version says followers of God as dear children. Right? It, it, the picture that you get here is like a child watching his father and just doing what the father does. It doesn't take a whole, you know, you don't got to be bright. Just, just observe it, right? Just do what he does. When I was teaching my oldest son, uh, we're potty training my oldest son. We were going through, well, how do you do this? We're new parents. We didn't know how to do it. How do you do it? You sit right there. You know, what, what do you do? And so finally, you know, one of the elders in my life said, son, that's the easiest thing in the world. When you go to the bathroom, let him come to the bathroom with you. You get a magazine, he get a magazine, he just do what you do. <laughs> I said, it cannot be that easy. He said, watch. I went in there every time I went to the bathroom and I had my little magazine. You know, they used to have Reader's Digest. I used to say, why you call it Reader's Digest? Because you digest when you read it. So I'm just sitting here. 
So I sat there. I sat there doing my business, and I said, Steve, son, come here. Sit right here. And, and I gave him a little magazine, and he read his little magazine, and he figured out uh, this is where we do what we do when we do what we do. See, this imitators of God as dear children is that picture. Like, imitate God. And so God made himself manifest to us in the person of Jesus Christ and walk in love. Walk in love. Ask Christ also have loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And so we're going to come back and dig into that a little deeper. But that's the goal. The goal is for the, for the believer, for the Lord's church, to be followers of God. Right? And, and, and understand something. The construct that we have right now of what we do call, call going to church, like what we go to church, that's really... Uh, foreign in the scripture. That, they, didn't, they didn't do this. That, they, this. They don't all gather on Sunday morning and sing a song, have praise and worship team and all that. They didn't do that. They were in caves somewhere. They weren't doing this, right? So this structure that we have is very cultural, something we've developed over the years and, and what we would deal with today is sometimes we can just get off track, right? So I want to speak to that, and, but I really, what I really want to speak to is that if you're not a part of the community of Christ, I want to show you the ease of becoming part of this awesome community of, of Christ, how he calls us out of darkness into light. All right, so what is a community? A community is a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Now, I, I pulled this definition right off of the internet. However, watch this. However, what God calls us to is even deeper than that. He calls us to something, he calls us to fellowship. And with God, fe fe fellowship is not a, it's not a noun, it's a verb. It's what we do. It, it, it's a fellowship. Uh, it's the same Greek word, the Greek word there is kononia. It's the same word we use that was translated to the word communion. And what it literally means is that we partake of the same body. We are partakers of the same thing, Right? And so, so, uh, the, so the community, uh, uh, we have to first ask the question in our thinking, am I just a, a church member or am I part of a true fellowship? Because there's two different things. Now, I've done this in my last sermon. I'm going to do it for you because I know you really want to hear this song. Uh, church I grew up in, we had a whole thing we did when we opened the doors of the church. We did it like this. The doors of the church are open. If there's one here today who wants to become part of this wonderful fellowship, we are here with open arms to receive you. Yeah, yeah you remember that? Yeah. And right when I said that, I had, I had cued the, the choir. Now, as soon as I say the doors of the church are open, I want you to break into that great song. Sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Write my name, write my name on the road. And I've been changed, I've been changed since the Lord has lifted me. I won't be ready when Jesus comes. And when you start that, say, now deacons, now, now when we start singing that song, you go get them chairs. Sign me up for the Christian. And they put them chairs out there. Monday, is there one today? On the, God loves you. Come on, sit down. I'm not the only one. That's, that's what we did. Now look, you know, 
You can't get with black folks singing, because we get to sing and we forget all about y'all. Take it to the bridge. Uh, I've been changed, take me to the bridge. I've been changed, take me to the bridge. Forget all about the people. We singing the song. So much so, as well-intentioned as that may be, watch this, not necessary. Not necessary for them to come up, shake my hand, sit in a chair, sign my roll. Not necessary. And what happens over the years, if you grow up in that, you begin to think that is necessary. And you, be, you get dogma around it. it you, how dare you? You're rejecting God. You're rejecting God. He's rejecting y'all. And so in this Reformation, he's like, look, okay, I'm going I'm to get y'all chair out the way for a while so y'all can stop putting stuff in the way. Because the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whether in the building, out of the building, driving down the street, whatever, so call the name of the Lord. All right. So we have to reexamine what we're doing. True membership versus community. He's called us into fellowship. Amen. So how is this community formed? How has it come together? Uh, Matthew 16, Jesus asked a question. He said, um, guys, who do men say that I am? And, uh, well, they hear, well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, whatever. And then he says this question, who do you say? Who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed art thou, Simon of Jonah, for flesh and blood, listen to this, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven upon this rock, I will build my, keyword, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the community is formed by Christ. The revelation of Jesus in the heart of a person is what brings them into his true church. Now watch this. Now this is what we got to think about. Not concepts about Jesus. Not stuff that anybody sanely would agree to like do you believe all people should get along and just yeah well you're part of the church but yet, no not not that's not what jesus is talking about jesus is very specific wasn't he is it just me or did you read the same thing i read the revelation of jesus is the way into his now look let me have a little fun with you if i'm building my church i can make it whatever i want to make it but if it's his no no you got to get the revelation of jesus We've blown it. Now, I'm speaking to leaders, me. I'm talking to pastors. Because sometimes we're so impressed by your gifting and your abilities and your ability to give that we are kind of... I know you like Jesus, but do they know Jesus? We, 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 okay, all right, let me move on. Y'all getting the attitude. No, you have to have the revelation of Jesus. And that revelation comes from the Father. So when a person gets the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, which means someone has to preach the gospel to them, when they get that revelation and they believe on him, they become part of the Lord's church. Any other system is not his. 
It's not his. That doesn't mean God doesn't love the world. It's just not his. Well, why is that? Well, because he formed this community for a purpose. And the only way to fulfill your purpose is that you have to have the revelation of Jesus or you can't fulfill this purpose. So, what's the purpose of the community? The purpose of the community is really built on another word we're going to learn this morning called ecclesia. Right? So when the Lord says, upon this rock I'll build my church, the word church in the Greek is the word ecclesia. It's a very different concept than what we think about when we talk about the church. You know, some people when you say church, they get images of uh, old guys, normally guys, you know, because we don't lock the women out. Go figure. You know, uh, in these robes, and these rings and all this pomp, all, oh, I like that. They get this, we get in our mind a structural thing. We get, we get these pictures, and the Lord said, I didn't build that. That's something y'all did. Y'all did all that. Y'all added all these vestments, like you, like you die over these vestments. I didn't die, I didn't die for vestments. I died for salvation. I didn't. Men may see Jesus, men may come into the kingdom. I didn't, I didn't send my son. They may have vestments, vestments more abundantly. I, suddenly may have life, life more abundantly. So Christ, he calls the church and he calls it an ecclesia. Now watch this. So this term ecclesia is a common term back in the time of Christ. And this is what it was. And listen carefully. An ecclesia was a group that was formed out of the larger group. So let's say you take Cleveland. So here you got Cleveland, right? And then some authority, it has to be an authority greater than them, calls the group out of the big group into the small group. They're called from there into here. And when they're called, the person who called them defines their purpose, their governing, their powers, and all of that is defined by the one who called them. They are never self-forming. They are never self-governing, and never can they be. Because the one who called them ever is Lord over them. When Jesus said, I'll build my church, Peter puts it this way. To show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. To be called for a specific purpose, we get that from the Lord. Over time, what happens? Over time, we start getting other purposes for the church, for the Lord's church. Lord, should I go there? Yes, Steve, go ahead and go. Watch this. Now, if you haven't noticed, I'm African-American. <laughs> Surprise. I'm a black guy. Well, we had this wonderful thing that God, I believe God, instituted called the Civil Rights Movement. Many of those leaders were right out of the church. Amen. Thank God. Watch, but be careful. Watch, though. But I cannot repurpose the church to be a civil rights movement because it's not. It's the body of Christ, the fullness of him, and we've been assigned to address those issues from the standpoint of being children of God, not to change the definition of what we are. So I, we know of pastors, great men of God, 
who used to stand in their pulpit and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, Christ born, Christ buried, Christ resurrected, seating at the right hand of God, Christ who brought a kingdom that all people could be a part of, black, white, red, whatever, who was preaching that but got so tied up and wrapped up in repurposing that sooner or later they're no longer preaching Christ on Sunday morning. They're preaching legislation that needs to pass on they're preaching everything but Jesus and wonder why folk don't get saved because you can't get saved worrying about what Congress is doing. You serve a kingdom that's greater than this kingdom. You serve a God that's greater than this God. And if nobody ever recognizes you, God has recognized you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Red, yellow, black, and white, woman or not. God is greater than all of it. So you can't repurpose the church. Oh, we don't, people don't want to hear that. No, yes, they do. People don't come to church to hear yo, you, you pontificating about their situation. People got enough sense to know when I go to the bar, I go to get drunk. When I go to a club, I'm looking for a sister or I'm going to dance. And if I'm going to go to something called a church, I'm really looking for God. So give them God. That's not in my notes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I didn't even know that. Praise the Lord. The purpose. So th- this is what Jesus tells him. After he, ri- he, he gets up out of the grave, he says, All power is given to me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe, to do all that I've commanded you. So the purpose of the community is to go not sit. You only sit long enough, long enough to find out what you need to do when you go. <laughs> you just sitting here to figure out, well, wait a minute, who is Jesus? Like you, learn, you have to be a disciple to make a disciple. Amen. That makes sense? Purpose of the church. And he establishes that purpose and watch this. Everything he does towards the, his church is in line with making his purpose come to pass. And everything that's not, he like, what you doing? Let me, give, let me share a story. I listen, before I share you this, promise you will not laugh at me. I need a promise. I'm not, I'm not going far until I get a promise. You're not going to laugh at me. Okay. So, so, when, so when I was planting my church, notice I said my church. When I was planting my church, uh, I got my great church planner here. I was planting my church. And uh, so we were just doing all the things we could do, my brother, to reach the neighborhood. We just had to reach the souls. So we came up with all these other con- kind of contraptions and ideas. Oh, what will we do to reach the people? Uh, if I be lifted up, I'll do it. Forget that. I won't hear that. Uh, what can we do to reach the people? So this little church, this little fellowship we had, we had done all kinds of activities, man. We rented two or three vans. We went to Canada because, you know, we're going to show the neighborhood that we want to do good things with them and give them, you know, those poor people don't have opportunity to do things, so we're going to do things with them. So we have rented vans for this. We've done that. We took the kids to Pamatumi. One fantastic trip. Wonderful. So the Lord has a way. Uh, he, he, cre- he crept into my prayer time and he whispered over my shoulder. He said, uh, if you would do my program, you would see more souls saved than you've ever imagined. And uh, I kind of got a little attitude. How dare you? I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. 
I'm already doing your program. And then the Lord whispered back to me. He says, where's your baptismal pool? No, 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 no. My church, I said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I said, go forth, baptize them. You have spent money on everything except the thing I told you to do. See, I'm not going to let your church grow. I'm under no obligation to help, Stephen. I'm under no obligation to help you build your church. But if you, if you humble yourself, you can serve in mine. You're talking about getting your clock cleaned. He cleaned every spring of my clock. If you want to do your thing in God's church, it will never work. So the Lord says, no. In your heart of hearts, you have not committed to doing my work my way. You have your own designs on it. You got to get your designs off. Purpose of the community, he already said a purpose. How does it develop? Right? Now, I'm not going to dig too far into this, but I'm just going to say it because I don't want to spend time here. The way the community develops is found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. I will summarize. He gave apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, which is the ministry for a specific purpose, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You know why many of you don't reach out to others? Because you think you have to go to cemetery to do it. I mean, seminary to do it. You think you're not qualified. You think you're, you, you do. You think you I got to know 29 scriptures and what if someone asks the question? Yeah, you think you have to be, listen, if you have the revelation of Jesus and if you can tell people what he did for you, there you go. Because the scriptures teach that that's how the kingdom is spread. We're the one that created this other system. We created the seminaries. We created all that structure and all that mess. And you got, you know, people will argue with me and say, apostles don't exist. Reverend doctors don't even exist in the scripture. Show me a reverend doctor in the Bible. Ain't one in there, but there are apostles. Oh, I don't believe in apostles anymore, but I'm Reverend Dr. Jones. Ain't no reverend doctors in the book. Amen. But there is Peter. There's James. Watch this. Here's the revelation. What qualifies you to tell people about Jesus? Because you met him for yourself. When did you meet him for yourself? Because you had the revelation of Jesus when you came into his body. You see, when you take that piece out, how the whole thing falls apart. If you only have an idea, like we're, we're gathered and we're one because we all agree to these ideas about Jesus, See, everybody interprets those ideas differently. Well, do you believe in loving people? Yeah. But what do they mean by that? But if you have a person in common, completely different. Like if we have a funeral and the person stretched out right here, everybody in the room is here because of them. Not because of an idea about them. Them. All right, let me move on. So he gives the ministry to develop us. Look at this. He gave them till we come to the unity of the faith 
the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That means mature man, to the measure of the stature full of Christ. So the way he builds up his body is through the ministry. So the purpose of the ministry of us gathering here today, and this, this always goes over terrible, but I, I don't care, I'm right. Okay, watch this. <laughs> the primary purpose for God's people gathering before him is not evangelistic. It's not. It's for worship. It's for equipping. And if there's someone in the room who happens not to know Christ, that's an opportunity as well. Because empty heads and empty hearts can't touch broken lives. A broken church cannot fix a broken world. We have to know our Father intimately so we can serve and he can live through us. The primary purpose, now to prove you, I see you Bible people, I see y'all, I hear y'all. Uh, whenever God's people gather, they gather to worship. Everybody in the upper room, think about all the 5,000 people Jesus fed and all that. Think about this. All the multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and multitudes of people that Jesus fed, only about 120 made it to the upper room. And they were disciples. Not one lost person in the room. They were all disciples of Christ. And they were there because of him, and they continued in doctrine, fellowship, breaking the bread, and prayer. Why is that important? You have to understand if it's the, watch this, let's, put, let's connect the dots. If it's the Lord's church, he defined it, he develops it, he tells you how it runs. It's all in there. We just have to follow. Say amen, somebody. Thank you. All right, go to the next one. I don't think I'm going to read this one. Okay, watch this. But speaking the truth in love, we grow up into all things, even the head. So the purpose is that we grow up. So we have to mature and grow up into the head, into Christ. We become Christ-like through spiritual growth. That's the purpose. So if I'm teaching you everything but Christ, you're never going to learn Christ because we're not teaching Christ. We're teaching other stuff. Got to teach Christ. All right, let's move on. I said all that just to say this. How the community maintains vitality and relevance. This is what it is, and this is our text. This is how we do it. We imitate God. That's how you do it. If I have some thinking that's not in alignment with God's purpose for me as the believer and his collective body as the church, this building is not the church, this is a building. If you don't believe it, if you get no more members, come back here 20 years later, they will tear it down, and you will notice it's just a building. <laughs> if you ever seen them de demolish a church, it'll break your heart because it's just a big old wrecking ball. <laughs> and they clear the land is over with because that's not the church. That's a building. You're the church. Imitate God as dear children. Now, this is, this, here's the depth of this whole sermon. And walk in love. Now, here it is. As Christ also loved us. Right? Well, how did he love us, Pastor Fur? And given himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. This is worship language. So when Jesus loves us, this is not a, this is not honey bun with extra with extra icing on it, love. This is not Krispy Kreme, the light just came on, love. This is not pound cake, lemon pound cake, love. This is not all that sweet, syrupy, 
love. Now, for me, I'll talk again. I'll talk about myself because I don't know what to talk about. When I loved my community, I was passionate. These, these young people need God. They, they need God. And I'm just going in. I'm really passionate about it, about what they need. And we got to do something. We got to do something. So I tried to build my church. We got to do something. And then you get mad at people because they can't see your vision. Man, what's wrong with you? Can't you see what's going on? And I get all this trying to build my church. And the Lord crept into my prayer time. Once again, see, Steve. You're trying to love them your way. I didn't tell you to love them your way. I told you to walk in love as Christ loved you. And what did Christ do? He gave himself to me. So, here it is. Here is the sacrificial love for the body of Christ to get us back on track. The love that causes you to give yourself to God for others. Well, what does that look like? It looks like intercessory prayer. Hmm. It looks like, it, it, it looks like praying this way. Father, how would you have me to serve? Where would you have me to go? Now watch this. Okay, I'm about to get in trouble. Don't be hiding behind, don't be hiding behind the X-Plates of Gar- or Garfield Memorial Church. You don't be hiding. What you hiding for? I had a lady come to me one time, Pastor Fur, we need to start a, a food ministry out of our church because there's people in my neighborhood who don't have food. Well, tell me about it. Well, yeah, lady across the street, she has no food. So we need to start a food ministry. I said, well, okay, how would it go? I'm making her own. I'm having fun. Well, first we got to organize this and get that. Do we need a 501, 501c3b? How are we going to do this? You know what I told her? I said, sister, do you have some extra food in your house? Yeah, put it in a bag. Walk across the street. See, she's thinking structure. She's thinking the church. No, 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 no. That's not it. It's getting us out of the way so God can love through us. Love through you. Touch through you. Heal through you. The Bible says, and they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Who's the day? You. Anybody here smoke weed? (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for you. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I have a question for you. How did you find the best weed in Cleveland? Did they put an ad in the paper? Did they sponsor it and it was a billboard? This is what happened. I messed with you because you sitting on the front row. Shouldn't have sat there. This is what happened. If you are a smoker, I understand you are, but I'm just saying if you were a smoker and you... That's that look you get. <laughs> and it's like really hitting you like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what you start doing? You start testifying. 
You start testifying. You look at it like this. And you introduce it. They hit it and they go. That's how human beings function. Woman at the well goes to the well with her water pot to get some water. She runs into Jesus. Jesus said, hey, girl, how you doing? How you feeling? She said, how you be talking to me knowing y'all don't deal with us? He said, listen, if you knew who you was talking to, I'll give you living water. She said, what? <laughs> she said, fine, then give me this water. He said, you got all this water springing up every last night, whatever. Give me this water. He said, where your man at? She said, I ain't got no man. She said, you're right. The one you're with is not yours. You've had five of them. Now watch this. That's not putting her down because, you know, in that culture, you ain't, you, you ain't doing what you're thinking she's doing. She's actually a victim. She's being passed around. And then she says, I perceive thou art a prophet. And then we get to write the worship. She says, the father said we're supposed to worship here. Jews say they're supposed to worship there. I'll tell you the end of the story. So Jesus gives her the water. Right? The woman left her water pot. She went there for water. Left the water pot, went back to the city. She didn't get one cemetery degree. She, 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 uh oh, I'm preaching too good. I'm preaching too good. She, she, listen. Uh uh, no, uh uh. We preaching this sermon. No, 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 no. Uh uh. Uh uh. She didn't get one cemetery degree. She went back to her company, the people she hang out with, and she said, come find a man. I'm going to show you a man who showed me everything. You think you a man. You ain't no real man. I'll show you a man. And they all ran out to meet Jesus. That's how things spread. That's how the kingdom grows. That's how it goes. You got the goods. If you're a child of God, you have the goods. Tell people your story. Tell them what God did for you. Puff, puff, pass, man. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. <laughs> oh, boy. Praise the Lord. Let me finish. Move on. Let's, let me get to the end. I'm, I'm done. Come on. Help me now. Come on. Thank you. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespass him, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Watch this. How do you connect the two things together? Here it is. When you give yourself to God, through your sacrifice, he can work through your giving yourself to him and through you speak to others. This is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus gave himself to the Father, and through his sacrifice, Salvation came into the world. And we are called the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 We're the body of Christ, man. 
We broken like he broken. We give ourselves like he gives himself. And when we give ourselves to the Father, as broken as we are, as blind, crooked, and crazy as I may be, I still got a testimony of what God can do for you. Matter of fact, it's the blind, crooked, crazy people who talk to me because they can see crooked and crazy in me, and I can see it in them. I say, you crazy? Yeah, you crazy. I'm crazy too. Let me tell you what God can do for crazy people. God can save crazy people. For real, he can save me. Yeah. And if you're the erudite people, well, you know, God saved me too. I don't do all of that blind, cookie, crazy thing that Pastor Fur does. But I must admit that the Lord did come down and change my life. Oh, really? He changed your life? Well, perhaps he can change mine too. Well, good. Let's call upon the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. You see how God sends people into your sphere of influence? So let me put a bow on this. I'm done. I'm over time. What must we do now? This, is, this, this whole sermon is, is built to make us think. And in some cases, repent. Like I had, I had to do some, I mean, God had to, it, it took God three and a half years to rewire me, to get stinking thinking about his church out of my head. I stopped trying to, I don't build nothing. I serve in the Lord's church and I'm glad to be able to serve. He's already built a church. He died for it, purchased it with his own blood. He already has an administrative structure. I just submit to it. He already has a purpose. I just serve inside of that purpose. Isn't that easy? See, see all that pressure I used to have, go to bed at night crying. What are we going to do? How are we going to reach the community? Oh, God. Ah, I used to do all that stuff. I'm killing myself. God said, what are you doing? I don't need you doing that. I need you. I need you asking me where to serve and going to do it. I said, okay. Amen. If they're calling you daddy, who am I? Don't let people call you. You, you my father in the gospel. No, I'm just your brother in Christ. Stop all that. We ain't doing that. Get them to me. Because Jesus saves. Pastor Fur doesn't. Jesus saves. Garfield Church doesn't save. Jesus saves. Garfield Church is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> And those who meet Jesus happen to attend Garfield Church. So what must we do? Let's pray. We pray. We go to God. And as his children, this message is not there to beat us up. It's to build us up. It's to help us know, hey, I'm off track, God. I want to be what you call me to be, and we must be your church, not our own. No fancy designs on the Lord's church because he doesn't need any. He don't need no help. He don't need no help. He got it on lockdown. He, he has it on lockdown. I could, go, I could go into detail, horror stories of what people who so-called missionaries go into cultures, strip people of their culture, all in the name of Christ to put them in their church and then set themselves over them as their lords. It's of the devil. Period. God never sent that. God doesn't strip you from what he made you. If I clap on 2-4, he don't tell me I need to clap on 1-3 so I could be part of the body. Some of y'all miss that. That's not God, that's man. So we must be his church. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word. Hmm. Food for thought.
something to think about. Teach us how to walk in the truths we've heard today. If there's one here today that don't know you as Lord and Savior, give them to know simply whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My brother, my sister, if you're out here today, if you're watching this and perhaps this connected some dots for you, and you're saying, I want to be part of the Lord's church. That's what I've been talking about, preacher. I don't want to be part of man's church, but the Lord's church. What must I do? It's a simple thing. Believe on Jesus. Jesus, I believe you are who you said you are. I believe you did what you said you did. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I receive you now. I pray, my brother, you pray that. And for this church, teach us, Lord, how to walk in this self-sacrificial love that you can live through us and love through us into this community and this world. In Jesus' name, amen.